we have here is a bill amendment presented in 2020, two years prior, and let's just take a look and listen. Suit to H.R. 4301, offered by Mrs. McBath of Georgia. Generally, is recognized. A gentlelady from Georgia is recognized for five minutes to explain the amendment nature of the substitute. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. School shootings and mass shootings have become common in our country. When we send our children off to school, we expect them to learn math, science, and history, not learn how to hide from an active shooter. We expect them to learn math, science, and history, not learn how to hide from an active shooter. We expect them to play sports, act in plays, and participate in clubs, not study how to barricade a door and hide in closets without making a sound. Students in my district have come to me in tears because they're afraid of being injured or worse in their classrooms. H.R. 4301 takes the first step towards solving this epidemic. This bill will measure gun violence at schools by collecting relevant data and identifying the factors involved. This legislation allows us to better understand how we can protect our children and provide better resources to our schools as we work to prevent these tragedies. From the students who live in constant fear of being the next being in the next mass shooting in the news to the students whose stories don't always make the headlines, who see guns every day in their schools and who live with gun violence as a daily occurrence. This amendment will help us protect all of our students by establishing reporting requirements, being honest about this crisis and standing up for future generations. I want to thank the groups and individuals who have already taken a stand with us in supporting this legislation. Every Town for Gun Safety, Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, Sandy Hook Promise, the National Education Association, and the American Federation of Teachers, and many, many others. I commend my colleagues, Representative Tulsi Gabbard and Johanna Hayes, for taking a step to protect our students, and I urge all of my colleagues to support the amendment in the nature of a substitute. I yield back the balance of my time. Thank you. Other comments on the um, gentleman from Georgia, Mr. Mr. Allen? Yes, Mr. Chairman, thank you for yielding. Hang on, so there's a woman from Georgia and now a gentleman from Georgia, and she presented, what, the Democrat side, and now he's going to present the uh, Republican side? Uh, this amendment in the nature of a substitute makes a bad bill worse. The legislation represents nothing more than a political point-scoring opportunity for my Democratic colleagues on this committee. Rather than working with Republicans on real solutions that will make a significant difference in the lives of our children, and protect him from the tragedy and heartbreak of school violence. Democrats are making a bill that solves nothing. In fact, where is the evidence that this legislation would have prevented even one of these tra tragedies? 
The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the Department of Education, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and the Department of Health and Human Services all currently provide data on school crime and safety. My colleague, the senior Republican, will offer a Republican substitute in a few minutes. But the majority is missing a golden opportunity for bipartisanship on this topic. A number of bills have been introduced this Congress on this topic by members on both sides of the aisle. We could be having a thoughtful conversation about one of those bills, or even better, we could be putting our heads together to come up with a package of both sides that both sides could agree on. But the majority would rather play politics uh, rather than put the best interests of the American people uh, in play. There is no question by passing this substitute would make this dreadful legislation even worse. I strongly urge my colleagues to vote no on this amendment. Our kids deserve better. Thank you, and I yield back. She hasn't even presented her amendment yet, like saying what it is. All she wants to do is collect data. That's the only thing she's ever said. So I don't know what he's objecting to. Thank you, gentlemen. Collecting of data? I mean, I don't understand. Like, Be from Connecticut, Ms. Hayes. Mr. Chair, I move to strike the last word. Generally, he's recognized. I am proud to have introduced, to have been a co-sponsor of this legislation, H.R. 4301, with my colleagues, Representative Gabbard and Representative McBath. I represent Connecticut's 5th Congressional District, which includes Newtown, Connecticut. My community was rocked by a school shooting in 2012, and the aftermath still grips us today, nearly six years later. Today, Sandy Hook Promise released a PSA, which includes active shooter drills. This is the new normal for our children. We need more than prevention drills. We need legislation. Since Sandy Hook, there have been 473 incidents of gunfire on school grounds, resulting in nearly, I'm sorry, resulting in 182 deaths. The number keeps rising, and no significant action has taken place. Our children are taught to duck and cover and to run for shelter. They are learning that school is not a place where they can have an expectation of safety. My last day in the Waterbury Public Schools was just 258 days ago, and I can tell you that this fear is real. It is palpable among students and teachers. This is not political for me. It is heartbreaking, it is unacceptable, and it is traumatic. This legislation is not a stunt. It's a much needed step to address an epidemic that is upon us. What are my colleagues afraid of? We are simply asking that the data be collected. In order to begin to manage this problem, we must first measure it. We need to fully understand how and why school shootings happen. We need accurate data on how many shootings happen in our schools each year and where they are happening. How many people are injured and killed? We need to collect data on this. If my colleagues are correct, the data will show us that it's not a problem. Just like we need to fund research to study the epidemic. They want no, they're just trying to collect data and see what she, so far all that we know. Yeah, is just to show you, and she's like, you know, see that there's not a problem. What, what, yeah, we don't know what's going on just yet. We're trying to figure it out at this point. Because what is the problem here? Because I, I, I don't know their beef. From of gun violence at the CDC. We need, a, we need a data system to thoroughly document the extent and nature of school shootings. H.R. 4301 would direct the Department of Education to collect this critical data and would, for the first time, 
define what constitutes a school shooting and a mass shooting. We need this data from the department to find solutions, real solutions, that focus on finding effective ways to keep guns out of schools and protect our children from violence. We desperately hope that this data will begin to help us craft solutions. I'm grateful to my colleagues and to the chairman for their deep commitment to fighting the scourge of gun violence in our schools and communities. Our children can't wait. Our communities can't wait. I just want to share with my colleagues that I was in a classroom in December of 2012, and I had to respond to my students about what was happening. And the fact that we are not even collecting this data in a real and meaningful way is a dereliction of our responsibility as legislators. I urge my colleagues to support this amendment in the nature of a substitute and the passage of this bill. And with that, Mr. Chair, I yield back. Thank you. Fucker, fucker, fucker. I am a literature and history student. I was interested in the late 14th century and 15th century, how women... Um Mr. Chairman, I move to strike the last word. Member, uh, <clears throat> ready? Numbers don't lie. Since the tragedy at Connecticut Sandy Hook School, there have been 2,226 mass shootings in America, and no state is immune, nor is any place immune. Not schools, not churches or synagogues, not stores, not county fairs, not nightclubs or outdoor concerts. Mass shooting fatalities have jumped by 347% since the federal weapons assault ban expired. It took just one mass shooting, which took place at a mosque, for New Zealand's parliament to overwhelmingly pass legislation banning these weapons of mass destruction. Despite all... Oh, so the, that bill has expired. That's what they're saying. So they're trying to... Yeah, there's other shit in that bill, I bet you. All the tragedies and thoughts and prayers and never games and... Right. Any in this nation continued to question the need to prohibit the uh, uh, sale of assault weapons and pass sensible gun control measures that will save lives. So here we are today. The School Shooting Safety and Preparedness Act will lay the groundwork to create a comprehensive database of how many shootings take place at our nation's schools, how many people were killed, and various other statistics, shooter and victim profiles, the motivations behind the shootings, school safety measures in place, and more. I'm for that. These metrics will illustrate what gun-related policies around the nation are most effective and help guide lawmakers in crafting solutions to protect our children against future violence. The goal of this legislation... I mean, I'm for boosting up security in schools, okay? But taking away guns is not going to boost up security, you know? Yeah. Uh, because they... 
like I was saying earlier, for them to sit You gonna take that with you? No. Surrounded by armed guards while they have guns. And they tell you you can't have guns. That's right. that's not good. Here. But but school safety and school security would have prevented any of idiot, idiot mistakes that they made. Yeah. But they did make plenty of them. They made a Even lot. With the cops there, they still made mistakes. So I don't know if that's really the solution. No, but I mean there was nobody outside guarding the the guarding the door. Or, or something. All the doors were unlocked to, to be accessed no, from the outside. My, one door was left ajar. Ajar. Whatever it may be. Like, literally, whatever it may be. But, um, but, 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 but. Legislation is to paint a clear picture for both policymakers and the American public. What many of us here already know. There are too many damn guns in America, and numbers don't lie. I yield back. Thank you. Others wish to be heard. Gentlelady from Washington, Ms. Bonamici. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I move to strike the last word. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Chairman, worried parents are buying bulletproof backpacks for their children. Students have told me they get to school and the first thing they do when they get into class is they try to figure out where they can hide and how they can escape. Students of all ages are being traumatized by active shooter drills. We have a problem, colleagues, and we should be addressing it. It's unacceptable that violence is interfering with the education of our students, and unfortunately, there's still a lot that we don't know about school shootings. The committee's work today is one important step to better understand school shootings by providing uniform data about these incidents, including and importantly creating federal definitions for federal, for, excuse me, federal definitions for school shootings and mass shootings and publishing a yearly report on school crime and safety indicators. That is going to help us craft the best policy, colleagues. I'm proud to support this bill and I'm grateful to my colleagues, Representatives McBath, Hayes and Gabbard for their leadership in moving it forward. I encourage my colleagues to support this amendment in the nature of a substitute and the underlying bill text, and I yield back the balance of my time. Thank you. The gentlelady from, from North Carolina, Ms. Adams. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I move to strike the last word. Gentlelady is recognized. Mr. Chairman, I speak in support of, of H.R. 4301, the School Safety and Preparedness Act, on April 30th, 2019. Ellis Parlier of Midland, North Carolina, Raleigh Howell of Waynesville, North Carolina, were killed by a gunman as they attended their science, technology, and society class at the University of North Carolina <clears throat> at Charlotte, right in my home district. I had the privilege of teaching on a college campus, Bennett College in Greensboro, North Carolina, for more than 40 years. Never did I imagine or fear um, that a gunman would approach my classroom and come in to harm me or my students. I wish I could say that this tragedy at UNC Charlotte uh, was unique, but I know that I'm not alone in this committee in having an incident of this kind occur in their home district. Of the four additional students who were injured that day in Charlotte, one of them, Drew Pascaro of Apex, North Carolina, sent a letter to my office asking that Congress immediately pass gun violence prevention legislation 
including the banning of assault weapons. I agree with my colleagues that too much access to assault weapons is a major problem. It's painful knowing that I cannot tell Drew that Congress has sent the kinds of legislation that he supports to the president's desk. And while this committee may not have jurisdiction over such matters, I applaud the chair and Representative McBath and, and my other colleagues for their leadership in bringing up this piece of legislation that tries to address one piece of our gun violence epidemic. For the first time, the federal government will have the tools to track tragedies in schools and better tailor our policy responses to preventing them. What in the world is wrong with gathering the data? If we want to know, that's what we should do. Under this bill, the federal government will finally have conclusive proof of what many of us have already known, that many of us already know to be true. The proliferation of weapons of war is a key factor to why school shootings have sadly become all too commonplace. And with this bill, we can craft legislation to keep these weapons out of the hands of those who would commit these acts of terror, while also having the ability to examine and review safety and prevention protocols at our nation's schools. As a mother, as a grandmother, I am truly concerned about this problem. This bill doesn't completely solve the problem of violence in our schools, but it is a first step, and we need to take it. And one day, I hope to be able to say to Drew Pascaro that H.R. 4301 was the first step in finally putting comprehensive gun safety legislation on the president's desk. I urge support from my colleagues of H.R. 4301, Mr. Chairman, I yield back the balance of my time. Thank you. The other members wish to be heard. Gentleman from New York, Mr. Morelli. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I move to strike the last word on the amendment in the nature of a substitute. Gentleman is recognized for five minutes. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman, for your long work on this and to Ms. McMath and, and others. As a father, grandfather, and as the husband of a middle school English teacher, uh, it is appalling to me that there's even the need for this legislation. The frequency of mass shootings and school shootings in particular has become a national epidemic. It feels like every other week our nation grieves together as we confront yet another act of senseless gun violence that has taken our children, our neighbors, our friends, and our colleagues. How many more innocent lives will we allow to be lost before we finally say enough is enough? We have a moral obligation to do everything in our power to prevent these atrocities everywhere, and especially in school settings that are supposed to provide a safe, welcoming environment for our children to learn and to play. It is heartbreaking to me that our children must now learn the phrase run, hide, and fight along with their ABCs. The School Shooting Safety and Preparedness Act will help us track and report the tragedies that do occur in order to establish safety and prevention protocols to help keep our children safe. I'm proud to join many of my colleagues here in co-sponsoring this legislation to ensure we have every piece of data and information available to make our schools safe. But we cannot stop here. Each day that passes without universal background checks, without a ban on military-style assault weapons, without safe storage laws and red flag laws, we risk the loss of more innocent life. We need to take bold and decisive action to stop gun violence in its tracks. 
I hope and I pray that there is a day in the not too distant future where the School Shooting Safety and Preparedness Act is not necessary and families can put their children on the school bus without fear that they won't make it home at the end of the day. The Preparedness Act will help us track and report the tragedies that do occur in order to establish safety and prevention protocols to help keep our children safe. I'm proud to join many of my colleagues here in co-sponsoring this legislation to ensure we have every piece of data and information available to make our schools safe. But we cannot stop here. Each day that passes without universal background checks, without a ban on military-style assault weapons, without safe storage laws and red flag laws, we risk the loss of more innocent life. We so what I don't get about that statement is this kid had no background, had no uh, issues. He was brand new to the game. They're buying a gun. There's no other way to get it. So when you buy a gun online, they you they take your ID right there yeah. and there. I know. Oh, because for the, when you buy it online, then they send it to the gun shop. But how do they know who's picking up? You have to give them some information. Of course they want. Of course you gotta give them information. Doesn't mean you have to give them ID. Right. Okay. So. So they don't have to give ID, but they have to give a name so that it matches yeah. an ID yes, when they pick it up. Of course. Right, so he must have gone to a gun shop to pick it up. Right. And what gun shop was that? They don't mention it. Involved with the situations. Oh. They take it all away. Okay, so they don't. They want to make it sound like there is no regulation whatsoever. There is. But there is regulation. And this is what they're saying to. If you have any kind of on the questionnaire that you have to fill out when you're picking it up, it says stuff like no. You haven't had domestic disputes in the last 10 years. Um, you know, you haven't had any uh, aggravated assaults. Any, anything the, that would smear your record. Um, you can't have any of that. And that's without a uh, universal background check in place. They do that, right? That's what you're saying? Without they this, do it, yeah. yeah. They already do this without this bill in place. So the conclusions that we have drawn from this is that there are regulations in place. For example, if you buy a gun online, you have to have the gun sent to a actual shop for you to pick up. And from there, they check ID. Okay? So there is regulations in place. But what this bill is trying to say is that there are no regulations in place whatsoever. Therefore, we need to um, go ahead and just get rid of all the guns. Now, every bad guy was stopped by a good guy who had a gun. And isn't it the same establishment that hands out free weapons, automatic weapons, to Afghanistan and Ukraine, yet wants to lecture the American people about banning weapons. Look to our other countries where they have lost their independence and their ability to say no when bills are enforced upon them. Those countries did not have weapons. Without the ability to protect yourself, there is a lot of room for a bully 
to come in and bully you. If there is nothing for these policymakers to fear, then what will stop them from being bullies? Do not let people that are surrounded by barbed wires and armed guards tell you that you do not need a firearm to protect yourself. Fear not the path of truth for the lack of people walking on it. Thank you. Let me know what you think.